unbelievable stuff in the actor's room. My name is Jeff Tarowski. This is episode 86, part three of Kevin Spacey. What a guy. An amazing talent. Interesting things to discuss this week. Hang on tight. It's going to be a ride. Oh, wow. Here we go. Welcome back to the actor's room. Going to try to stay sane during this episode. Welcome back. I hope everybody out there is doing great. My equipment has failed me. Yes, it has. Uh, I'm on vacation this week and I went ahead and painted my bedroom. Needed to be done. The last time my bedroom was painted, my guess, 1985. Went ahead. Took time. A lot of time. I did. I took my time. Redid my bedroom. I, I went all out. And I enjoy fixing the house. But in the process, I moved my desk, which has my computer on it. I moved it around. I messed something up. I went to record today. Couldn't figure it out. My screen's going blank. The computer's not working. Oh, well. I spent about five minutes with that. And if I went longer, I would have got really frustrated. So here I am, back into my closet, just like Harry Potter, doing my podcast, which is fine. It's all right. I'm used to it. Going to talk about and finish talking about Mr. Spacey this week in the actor's room. I recorded a podcast episode about Kevin last week, part three. Listen to it. And it just wasn't right. Wasn't good. It sucked. I was way, way out of line in a few areas. Made a lot of mistakes. I listened to it and I went, by God, I can't put this out. I got to redo it. So that's what I'm doing here today. And because my equipment is down, I don't have access to a few things. I wish I did. For example, the latest clip that Mr. Spacey has put out there for us to see is one minute long. It was done not that long ago. Christmas Eve. This past Christmas Eve. He likes to do this. The only things the masses have in contact with Mr. Spacey for the past two years on Twitter are these clips. Now, mind you, Kevin Spacey was quite active on Twitter before all the allegations came out. He was. He would be at award shows, doing all sorts of things. And he was active on Twitter. When all the shit went down, the only thing he's posted on Twitter are these clips. So that's saying something. The only contact we have with him are these clips. Played the first one for you last week or two weeks ago. The latest one, I can't play for you. So I am counting on you. If you haven't heard it or seen it yet, do it, please. 
please do it because there are things in there he says that are quite disturbing. He says things like, kill them with kindness. Kevin Spacey says this as his Frank Underwood character. Once again, Kevin Spacey is playing a character. Frank Underwood from the House of Cards. He isn't playing himself. Why would he do that? (laughs) Why would he do that? He's so good at playing games, right? Putting on masks. He's still doing it today. Trying to pull the wool over our eyes. This clip is creepy, folks. It's a minute long. He's sitting in front of his fireplace. Wearing some cute Christmas sweater. (laughs) You can hear the tone of my voice. He's playing games with us. And what's really scary is I I, I don't like talking about this stuff. Because I almost messed up there. Because my brain goes one way. And my voice goes another. And I meet somewhere in the middle. And in that case, all right, we're going to bring it back. And we're going to talk serious about this. Because I think this is not only important and interesting. Because it is. And we're talking about Kevin Spacey. Uh putting out clips that are very questionable. People can make fun of this. And that might be a way to sort of ignore a few things. But Kevin Spacey is saying things that should make you sit up in your seat, take notice, put chills down your spine. I'm not kidding. He says, kill them with kindness. And why is that important, Jeff? He's just playing a character. But is he? Some of these stars are so far gone. And I want to bring up an example. Jim Carrey. I did an episode with my brother Dave about a year ago about Jim Carrey. And we dove into his psyche a little bit, Mr. Carrey, my brother and I. And I feel, and I don't know how Jim is doing right now. But when we did our research, my brother and I went back and forth about what's going on with Jim Carrey. Sometimes he loses himself too much into roles that he creates or does. And Mr. Carrey is slowly losing grip on reality. And in the process, is taking a firm grip of unreality. And what I mean by that is that Jim Carrey feels he doesn't exist. Jim Carrey, you do exist. I've seen your movies. You're there. (laughs) What is going on with some of these people? Where do they go exactly? And how cocky and weird are they? When the only contact we've had with Kevin Spacey, we're back on Kevin, are these clips and they're a character being played. And I say to myself, Why is he doing this? What is he trying to say? Kill them with kindness? Blazing fire behind him. He's got a hot poker. He's poking at the fire. He said he had a good year. He had a good year? Really? (laughs) For you? (laughs) All these allegations? That's not a good year, Kevin Spacey. And why are you making fun of that? This isn't funny. These allegations are very serious. You've been cocky. You've been very forward sexually to a lot of people. This is not funny. And you playing a character, making fun of this, 
What do you think you're doing? I mean, who do you think you are, really? Because if you're putting on these clips to win us over, it ain't working with people like me. If you're putting on these clips to be funny, once again, uh, you're not winning any points with someone like me. Because I don't think this is funny. There are countless and countless allegations against this man. Over 30 of them. And you can hear it in the tone of my voice. Not happy about the research that I've done on this man. A man that I have respected my whole life up until now. With acting. I think he's one of the greatest actors I've ever seen in my life. So driven. All the context that he had. I admire his aggressiveness. To go out there. The way he did. With no connections. And he made connections. He made it happen. Very hard driven. Something to look up to. And then you find out. The things that he does. All these allegations. When you have all of these allegations. There's something behind it. Let's talk about a few of them. Because people are. Uh, comparing him to Harvey Weinstein. And deservedly so. Here we go. 1983. That far back. 14 year old boy. 1985. 17 year old boy. 1986. We have a girl in here. Kate Edwards. She was 17. 1988. Justin Dawes. We jump ahead a little bit here. 1995. Mark Ebenhock. 1995. Same year. BBC reports. Something happened on the set of Albino Alligator, a film that director uh, that was directed by Kevin Spacey. Excuse me for my mistake. Albino Alligator. He was being forceful with someone on set. And that was uh, a crew member, 22 years old. Between 1995 and 2015, at least 20 young men in the Old Vic Theater. Now, the Old Vic Theater is in London, and Kevin Spacey loves the theater. He was uh, a director at the Old Vic Theater, pretty much took it over in 95. Okay. People that worked at the Old Vic Theater said that Kevin Spacey treated that place like it was his playground. Gee, I wonder what that means. Wow. Just incredible, folks. In November of 2017, Mexican actor Robert Cavazos discussed past encounters at the Old Vic with Spacey. In one of his posts on Facebook, he alleged that Spacey touched him inappropriately numerous times and said that Spacey would frequently grope men while hanging out at the Old Vic bar. Doing my research, I found Kevin Spacey is a groper. So much so, I would consider him a serial groper. If that is a term, okay? All right, let's just put it this way. If it's not a term, I just made it up. I'm messing up a little bit here, folks. I'm not erasing it. I'm very emotional. I got to get through this. 
I really do. This is some serious stuff. I don't think people realize how serious this is. People like to ignore this stuff. They know it happens. Okay, it went on. Uh, whatever. I have other things on my mind, like my family, like my job, like everything else in my life that's going on. You hear about stuff like this, you go, wow, that's fucked up, and you move on with your life. In the actor's room, we're talking about it. Kevin Spacey became a tyrant within Hollywood. John Bernthal explained it. Like I said in the first episode of Kevin Spacey, John Bernthal came on a show, gave an interview, and expressed his concern about Kevin Spacey. And John Bernthal would not make this up. He worked with Kevin and noticed how he was treating people. And John Bernthal isn't full of shit. He was concerned deeply. I am as well. We got to talk about it. And I'm doing it right now. How dare he? I'm getting pissed. (laughs) In last episode, I went through it. And those of you who hung in with me, uh, I apologize once again if I go there again in this episode. I'm finding Kevin Spacey is bringing out a lot of emotion in me. And although I consider him to be great, and I do, there are issues with him and issues surrounding him. That need to be seriously discussed. And I'm doing it on this show. Let's continue. Okay. 2003. Director Tony Montana. He was the second person to publicly come forward with allegations against Spacey. On October 31st of 2017. He told the gossip website Raider Online. That Spacey physically assaulted him. Now we're getting to physically assault. Physical assault. In 2003. When Montana was in his 30s. He said this happened. He alleged that Spacey approached him in a bar. Groped him. More groping. And said quote. This designates ownership. End quote. Because of this, this man says that he had PTSD for six months after. He affects people. This is where I'm going. Okay, you're in the theater and Kevin Spacey is touching you. Inappropriately. I've never had that happen to me, personally. I don't know how I would react to that. Kevin Spacey's a big actor. Well-respected. A well-respected actor and a man for most people. And to have him touch you in that way, I don't know what, I I would be completely like, what (laughs) just happened? Am I dreaming this? And then when he does it again, you go, okay, no, this is not a dream. This is a nightmare. 2007 writer Ari Ben, and this is a very interesting story. Ari Ben is a Norwegian writer who is married to Princess Martha Louise, a princess. I guess Ari attended a Nobel Peace Prize in December of 2007. Now, this concert was hosted by Kevin Spacey and Uma Thurman. (laughs) Okay, Kevin Spacey hosted this thing. Afterwards, this guy Ari said, 
Okay, they went to some party afterwards at a nightclub. They sat next to each other. <laughs> During the party at the nightclub with Kevin Spacey sitting right next to this Ari guy, this prince, writer, whatever. I mean, he's married to a princess, right? That makes you a prince. High society, whatnot. Kevin Spacey groped him under the table. And you're going to enjoy this. Listen to this. He goes, Ben responded with, hey, maybe later. What the f***? Hey, maybe later. I guess that guy uh, was into this stuff and says that he was actually flattered that Spacey touched him under the table. But now is coming out with allegations afterwards. Wow. In 2008, actor Harry Dreyfus, the son of Richard Dreyfus, said that Spacey groped him as well while working on a project with his father and Kevin. And what's this guy? Harry Dreyfus said that he, he was very afraid to tell his dad what happened. He do, didn't want his dad to get upset. Richard Dreyfus, his son, got touched by Kevin Spacey. This guy's got balls, man. Kevin Spacey has big balls. I don't want to get too much into that. We're going to move on. 2008, a 23-year-old man with allegations against Spacey told the uh, mag- magazine Variety that, you know what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to talk about that one. Okay? Wow. 2000, 2010, Daniel Beal. Oh, my gosh. 2016, a journalist... Can you see what I'm talking about? Hmm. On and on and on and on and on. I'm okay. I I think I said enough. I made my point, right? Did I make my point? Now let's get serious. All these allegations are bad. Him being sexually aggressive. And he was. I think that point has been made. Let's get into some serious discussion. The clip is silly, right? Watch it. Give me your opinions on it. Kill them with kindness is his signature line in his clip. And wouldn't you know it? Three people that brought up allegations and taking Kevin Spacey to court. Three people this past year have died. One of them a woman who had been on Kevin Spacey's back for a few years because of the things that she had seen Kevin Spacey do. Wanted to bring this to light and was hounding Kevin Spacey about it. Almost to the point of being a stalker. She was on his back. Well, guess what? She's not on his back anymore. She was run over by a car. Did you hear me? (laughs) She was run over by a car. Now, this has been investigated and is still being investigated. They said it was a busy intersection. Okay. That might be. But how many people do you know 
have gotten run over by a car in your life? Me? I've never heard of that. I lived in New York City for four years. Never in my life had I ever. Now, there have been close cars. Close calls. Close cars. Close calls. Where I've seen people jump out in front of a car, and the car swerves, and whoa, that was close. I've never seen anybody get hit by a car. I've never known anybody in my life that's gotten hit by any moving vehicle whatsoever. I see it in movies. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are the chances that one of the people that are bringing up charges against Kevin Spacey gets run over by a car? I guess it's possible. Fishy as hell. I guess it happens. Let's move on. There was another person. Okay. Suicide. And then there was a third. Okay. Died under mysterious circumstances. Can you believe this? Is the I mean, is it possible? Let's peel off all the layers here. No bullshit. Okay. Listening to the clip, knowing how Kevin Spacey is, being cocky as he is. Very cocky. I mean, look at these clips he's putting out. Does he feel bad about what he did? I say no. Okay? And us as a society, especially here in America, I think, we are a forgiving group of people. When a person comes out that's well-known and speaks the truth and says, I'm sorry for what I did. You know, we sort of go on their side. We're very forgiving people. We want to forgive. And when someone is truly speaking their mind and saying, I'm sorry, I think that we accept that and we're on their side. If Kevin Spacey tomorrow put out a clip that wasn't Frank Underwood, it was actually Kevin. And he said, hello, this is Kevin Spacey. I'm Kevin Spacey. And I am so sorry for what I did. All these allegations, they're true. Um, Most of them anyway. Some of them aren't, but I'm telling you from my heart, I am so sorry of the way I have acted almost my entire career. My head got big. I shouldn't have done it. It was inappropriate behavior. And for that, I am truly and deeply sorry for all the people I hurt. Shame on me. And I am seeking help for this. And it is my goal to come back at you years later from now. Okay, and be a better man. And once again, my sincerest apologies. Thank you. That's genuine. And if you were to do that tomorrow, I think a lot of people would be like, wow, you know, he was a really shitty person in the past. But it seems like he really is sorry for what he did. I mean, he made a lot of mistakes and did things that hurt people. But it takes a big man to stand up And say something like that. And truly mean it. Taking off the mask. Take off that mask, Kevin. Can you do that? Is it possible? Is he sorry for what he did? Because he did some very bad things there. He hurt people. He doesn't seem sorry to me. Ain't right. What is he hiding behind? If all the allegations were dropped tomorrow. Right? All of the allegations. Gone. And Kevin Spacey was back to work. Right? Back to how things were. With all the stuff that we know now. 
would Kevin Spacey act differently to people? I think it's doubtful. Some of these people are so vain and so stuck in their ways that it truly bothers me. And Kevin Spacey, he bothers me now. Why don't you take off that mask, Kevin? Say you're sorry. Obviously, you're not. And let's talk about the possibility that this man knows people. High up, I mean. Is it possible? This man hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. That's a fact. They were buddy-buddy. That raises question marks. Now, mind you, Kevin Spacey isn't the only actor or performer that buddied around with Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, for Christ's sake, our president knew Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. So I'm not making accusations about the company you hang out with, but... (laughs) There have been rumors and reports that Kevin Spacey has flown out to the island with Jeffrey Epstein on his plane, private plane. What do they do at that island? I'm not saying what they do. Do your research on that. There's some things I just don't want to talk about because if I do, uh, I'll lose it. I'm already losing it a bit here. Tough episode to do here, folks. This has been very hard for me to do because of the subject matter and I've wanted to talk about Kevin for a while, and when I found out things about him that came out, I was afraid to do it because I knew it would bring out emotion that uh, in me will cause uh, the audience to go, this guy is really passionate about it, and I'm getting scared. I think that uh, this passion, there's, there's a reason behind it, and that's seeing people hurt. And... Not much really being done about it. And when three people with allegations against Kevin Spacey die within a year. And he's putting clips out saying, I had a good year. I feel good. What the fuck do you feel good about, man? Excuse my language. (laughs) Mr. Spacey, sir, I love your acting. One of the best I've ever seen. For that, I give respect. But as a man, a man, there is a lot to be desired. Is it possible that this man, and I'm saying this like I can't believe it, that there's actually a possibility that he knows people high enough in high society that he could have somebody bumped off. The percentage of that actually being possible is so low, though. Under 5%, I'd say. But there's a chance. Know how slim it is in your mind that Kevin Spacey rubbing elbows with the people he has rubbed elbows with. This was a thing with him. He's been doing it since the beginning of his life. Rubbing the right elbows. Getting what he wants. Taking no prisoners. Doing it. No fear. No consequences. Doing what he thinks is the right thing to do. And he doesn't care what you think. Not at all. He thinks he's untouchable. That's what I believe. The people he knew. Bill Clinton. 
Jeffrey Epstein, and other people in high society? Does it go that high with Kevin Spacey? Is he a part of something that we can't even fathom? Boy, it's possible. It should make you take pause. Really think about that. Because that possibility should scare you. It's almost like something we don't want to talk about. Or let that enter your mind. Like Kevin can pick up the phone. Hi there. It's not Kevin. It's Frank. (laughs) Code 69. Get it done. Click. I had a good year, he says. I hope I'm just crazy. Thinking that this is actually a possibility. That I am just out of my mind. (laughs) And that he's just trying to be funny. Right? Kevin Spacey is just making fun of this whole thing and hoping and praying that some of his fans will see it as funny and, you know, we just laugh a little bit about the whole thing and that there is a chance that he's been falsely accused and all this stuff is just water under the bridge eventually, no problem, and, you know, things will die down. He won't go to prison and he'll be back doing films, TV shows in like five, 10 years. And we'll just forget, right? We'll forget that he heard a bunch of people lied. Anthony Rapp coming out with all the stuff that he said, uh, although true, really wasn't a big deal. I think it's a big deal. By God, I hope that I'm not turning off people on my show here. I don't mean to. Um, And these things that I've said are probably not true, right? I mean, what the hell am I? Who do I? Who am I to say these things? I'm just some 43 year old guy sitting in his closet. Uh, You know, I, I studied acting long time ago for a few years and although I've known people in the business and they've told me things that made me want to do something else with my life uh, knowing things fishy things and hearing uh, stories throughout my life about certain people uh, and Spacey would come up and I didn't know what to believe I think Kevin Spacey hurts people. And even being faced with it, he still isn't sorry. That should speak volumes to not only you, who respects film or acting, art, but should affect anybody that has a heart, has a conscience. I mean, what the hell is going on? Where someone like a Kevin Spacey could get away with something. So fishy. Look into it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope uh, that these three people that passed was just a coincidence. 
And Kevin Spacey making fun of it is just funny. It's almost like I don't want to let this go. I have notes about his career. And we will talk about that very soon. We will. I have the notes right here. We're actually going to talk about Kevin Spacey's career a bit more. I know, right? Like, but the other things surrounding this man are so incredible. The only other performer slash entertainer that comes close to this. There's a few, but the closest one that pops into my head is Stanley Kubrick. Why? Because I believe Stanley Kubrick had direct contact with high society. This should make you stand up. In your seat, if you're sitting down, it should make you stand up and go, well, what, Jeff, what do you mean? High society. Like, who did he know? I'm talking about higher ups, elite people. Stanley was very smart. He rubbed elbows as well. Did a fine job at that. And in doing so, met people high up in society. So high up, he found out things that we talk about In passing, things that we don't truly know about, but have just heard about. People leaking things. Stanley Kubrick is a director that has put things in his films that should go, whoa, (laughs) to you. Disturbing things that he's put in there. And some of the things I talk about in my Stanley Kubrick episode. I did an episode about him years ago. I feel like doing it again because there are other things about that man that strike me as amusing, (laughs) creepy, and downright incredible. He knew people too and put little tidbits of information about pedophilia, war, MKUltra stuff. I mean, how did he know about this stuff? Stanley. Plus, the government would give Stanley Kubrick special equipment, special cameras to make his films. What what the hell is going on? Take a look at Kubrick's last film, Eyes Wide Shut. That should say it all. It was centered around high society and what they get away with sexually. And that film was ripped apart. Stanley Kubrick had a whole other version he wanted to put out there. It was taken away from him. And wouldn't you know it, he died soon after that. Under mysterious circumstances. Folks, I'm not making this up. I wish I was. I'm not. Kevin Spacey was in that world too. How high up does he go? Doesn't look like he's untouchable. He's just an actor. Who knew people? It did shady things. But how high up did he go? And I'm sure there's people way up there that can never be touched, of course. Something to look into. I'm putting that on the table in the actor's room. My room. (laughs) This is my room, folks. I really didn't lose it that much. I thought I would yell more. I didn't. 
I was actually pretty contained. Don't hate me. I'm not trying to throw things out there. Ryuko, this guy, I don't like him that much anymore. Like he's saying things that don't make sense. He's just crazy. Thinking that this stuff actually exists. When all this stuff, it's just stupid stuff. It's not. That's my opinion. And we will continue. My ears got red again. They do that. When I get like super into something, I'm talking about stuff and it, it shit's just flying out of my mouth. You know, poop is just. <laughs> what a visual, right? But the poop, it's been flying around this little room here. I hope some of it's stuck. I'm stinking up the place. I'm stinking up my podcast with just crap. And I do this thing where I, I get nervous and I start ruffling up my pages. I got three pages left here in my show. Hang in w- with me, folks. It's been a week. I'm on vacation this week, but it's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> and I apologize if uh, I'm a little off. I mean, I feel good. I actually feel really good. Uh, but I'm going to be very happy to shut off Kevin Spacey after this week. I've been concentrating on him for about a month, and I'm ready. So just let it go. And I promise you, my next episode will be fun. I can't wait. I'm going to do an actor, an actress, or a film that's fun, relaxing maybe. Just we'll have some laughs. You know, hopefully we'll have some laughs. Maybe I'll do an episode with my bro, Dave. We'll just have a good time and forget All about Kevin Spacey. I almost don't even want to talk about his career. Because I'm so, like, like I know Kevin and I'm mad at him now. (laughs) You know when you're mad at somebody, right? You just had a fight. Like, I feel like I had a fight with Kevin. And I don't want to, like, talk about him anymore. (laughs) Because now I'm just, like, in a weird mood. And I'm hoping that the rest of the show won't be negative. I want to be positive about the talent of Kevin because he's very talented and we should talk about how talented he is. And I did in the past, but we got to wrap it up. I ended up talking about usual suspects. I forgot to get my water in here. I'll be all right. And I did the usual suspects. We wrapped up last episode talking about his acting and how great of a film it was. It was. I enjoy it thoroughly. I still do to this day. The ending, almost unmatched. As far as ending goes. It really is tremendous. And Brian Singer, although an asshole. Sorry about that last week. The emotion coming out all over the place. Is one hell of a director. And one of the things that he was so good at. Was this. Kevin Spacey brought this up. That Brian Singer went into full effect with every castmate that was in like the lineup. Where the poster of the usual suspects, you have the lineup, all the main characters. Brian Singer as a director convinced 
all those actors that there was a possibility that each of them could be Kaiser Sose. I like that. Well done by Brian Singer. And when Kevin Spacey, his character Verbal Kent, comes on and is Kaiser Sose, Gabriel Byrne was completely pissed because he wanted to be Kaiser Sose. And for most of the film, it's portrayed that Gabriel Byrne's character, Dean Keaton, you think it's him. I know I did. And when it's not, that's what makes the movie so great. It's verbal. But Gabriel Byrne, as a person, was upset that he wasn't Kaiser. He made it known to Brian that he was not happy not being Kaiser Sose, if that made any sense. A lot of negatives in there. Just negative today. But props to Brian Singer. A pedophile. (coughs) But a great director. Subliminal messages in the actor's room. Done horribly. But a subliminal message nonetheless. I know. I, 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 I apologize for my sarcasm. But here I am, being sarcastic. Kind of being a little bit of a dick. And I said that he won the Oscar. Okay. He brought his mom with him. Okay. And uh, Kevin Spacey felt that Richard Harris deserved the Oscar that year more than him. I disagree. Kevin Spacey deserved that Oscar. That performance was um, tremendous. And Kevin Spacey deserved that Oscar. No doubt about it. Um, When he went up to accept the award, Kevin Spacey said that he couldn't remember what he said and asked his mother uh, afterwards, um, did I say anything? And I hope that I thanked you. (laughs) That would so be me too, man. When you're yourself and uh, getting an award like that, I wouldn't remember anything either. Mm. Well done, Kevin Spacey. Academy Award, verbal character. Well done. Next thing I want to talk about, Albino Alligator. This one he directed. Love this film. He directed, um, uh, I know, I'm sorry, folks. Matt Dillon. He directed Matt Dillon. I can't get away from uh, Kevin Spacey being a piece of shit. This is a peculiar show. Just a peculiar uh, highlighting display of Kevin Spacey. Because underneath this episode is uh, deep hurt and anger towards this man. And the rest of the show will undoubtedly be slanted in that way. So I apologize. I am off. But I got to get through this episode of Kevin Spacey. He directed Albino Alligator. And I have notes. I'm just going to wing it. Because I did this show already a week ago. I know it. It's in my head. It's all in here. Fuck the notes. Kevin Spacey said that he contacted Sidney Lumet. Just a brilliant director. He did Serpico. Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, 
several brilliant films. And Kevin Spacey felt it necessary to go up to and ask advice of Sidney Lumet. This was a good call. And Sidney was available for Kevin. Spacey did a fine job as a director. He really did. Uh, This is a film that is quite real to me. Matt Dillon did a great job. And uh, who else was in there? Um, Not only uh, Matt Dillon, um, Gary Sinise, who is an actor that I haven't talked about yet on my show, and is a great man. Not only a great actor, Gary Sinise, who is well known for his Forrest Trump, Forrest Trump, Forrest Gump. Wow, where did that come from? Forrest Trump. That might be a new catchphrase. <laughs> that kind of makes sense in a way, doesn't it? <laughs> What's that? But Gary Sinise was in uh, Forrest Gump, not Forrest Trump. <laughs> That'd be a nice little spinoff, right? Forrest Trump. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Albino Alligator is a nice film. And only one of two films directed by Spacey. The other one he did was Beyond the Sea. All right. Okay. LA Confidential is next. Brilliant film. And Spacey at this time is locked in with his process and delivery, I think. There's a certain point in an actor's career where it just, it's almost like it's so easy. And for Kevin, I think it did happen around this time in his career, okay? You're so locked in. And I think Kevin was at this time. L.A. Confidential is a film that any film directing student, writer, actor should take notice of, okay? Watch it about 20 times in a row. (laughs) There's a lot of great things going on here. Not only Kevin Spacey, but everyone else involved in this project, And it shows within the final product. Curtis Hansen, who directed this film, wanted to have Kevin Spacey in past projects. But it just didn't happen. This Curtis guy would do a film and Kevin Spacey would audition just like any other actor. Okay? And Kevin would get pretty far into the casting process but wouldn't make the final cut. And Curtis would be like, fuck. It would come to, you know, like a casting director or a producer. And they would say, I don't want Kevin. Well, LA Confidential came along. Curtis Hansen said, Kevin, I got a perfect character for you. You're not getting away. You're doing this role. And Curtis and Kevin collaborated for days on the film and Kevin's part in it. That's what Kevin Spacey would do. He was very serious about not only the film, but his role and how it would fit into the film. Have it make sense. Do all he could to make it successful. He wanted to be a part of that process. He loved the story. Those are the things that grabbed Kevin Spacey the most. The story. Everything else sort of fell into place. When you had the right story. That made sense to him. And in the process of going on this journey. This LA Confidential journey. Him and the director. 
made a decision about Kevin's character, they had to make it specific. They had to choose some sort of figure, not only in the history of entertainment, but quite possibly, like, the history of the world. (laughs) Who was it going to be? They picked this man, Dean Martin. Hell of a choice. What you see from Kevin Spacey in L.A. Confidential is a recreation of the soul of Dean Martin. And Kevin Spacey would actually wear clothes that Dean Martin wore in his life. Think about that. And here we go. Talking about acting. And Kevin Spacey doing all he could to dive into his character and be the best actor he could be. I'm feeling it now, folks. Trying to get past the bullshit. Really talking about acting. This is the show. The Actor's Room. And although Kevin Spacey has done things in the past that make me go, the man knows what he's doing when acting on the screen or on the stage. He's one of the greatest of all time. I could put him up against anybody that has ever graced the stage or a film set. The guy can write books. Kevin, write some books. About not only being an actor, but how to become an actor. What you did. The guy knows what he's doing. And it shows. He's confident in what he's doing. That shows. You got to be confident as an actor. It's so important. If you're not confident in what you're doing, you're going to fail. And Kevin Spacey. Almost refuses to fail. Even faced with the highest mountain to climb. Although I am offended by how he's climbing that mountain. And what mountain he's climbing. He's climbing it for his reasons. And what he does as an actor cannot be denied. He used Dean Martin's clothes. That's important. Using these things as as an actor, okay, might seem silly to some people. Oh, they're putting on someone else's clothes. Who cares? Come on, man. Women, ladies and gents, that's why we love Halloween so much. Putting on a costume, you feel different. It's fun. Being an actor is fun. It's playtime. And we enjoy... Being taken away. You know, forgetting about life sometimes. And I'm talking about the, the hard parts of life. It's hard out there. It is. And I respect when I sit down and watch Kevin Spacey on screen. He makes me appreciate art. He does that for me. And maybe that's why I'm so upset. It's because he's so brilliant. The things he could do. I'm so upset about how I feel about him now. L.A. Confidential. Kevin Spacey. Many critics say that one of the most important aspects of Kevin Spacey's acting is the fact that he insinuates. This is key. 
This word, insinuation, is a big part of who Kevin Spacey is as an actor, an artist. And I delved into this word because I felt it so important in describing Kevin Spacey. I even looked up its definition. Insinuation. Its definition is to introduce, to introduce something such as an idea and to introduce it gradually or in a subtle, indirect, or covert way. Kevin Spacey, sir, you insinuate with the best of them and in doing so, give amazing performances and LA Confidential was definitely one of them. Giving a very memorable death scene in the film. His death was quiet, subtle, and memorable. Rolo Damasi. I want to bring up Hurley Burley. Okay. This is a film that too many people have seen. Uh, It was a play and they made it into a film. I think that the acting in here... Is quite the showcase. You have Sean Penn. Him and Spacey. Act their asses off. I told my brother about it. It was one of those scenes. They had a scene together. Spacey and Penn. And it blew me away. I had to watch it a few times. It was one of those scenes that I I watched it. And I'm just. I got to watch it again. I haven't paused it. And it's really weird too. I did the same thing last night. I was watching Columbo. Folks, I love Peter Falk. I love Peter Falk. I love Columbo. And there was an episode where he was up against John Cassavetes. A brilliant man. (laughs) Cassavetes, I want to talk about him very soon. But John Cassavetes and Peter Falk knew each other very well. In the business, acting alongside one another, uh, John Cassavetes would actually direct Peter Falk a few times, doing some brilliant work. Anyway, in Colombo, Peter Falk is up against John Cassavetes in one of the episodes. Okay. <laughs> the chemistry between those two guys, so plain to see. It's so wonderful to see that last night I'm watching this scene between these two guys. It's like they're dancing. And John gave a moment where he stepped, not stepped back, but reacted to Peter Falk in a way where he he moved his head away from Peter. Because Peter sort of leaned into John in the scene. And John moved back. Where most actors wouldn't do that. They would stay firm. John was so natural in that scene. And so familiar with Pete. So familiar with Falk. That. It was just reacting. In life. And I did the same thing in Hurley Burley. The scene between Sean Penn. And Kevin. Brilliant. Natural, the way it should be. The way acting should be. Sean Penn is one of the great ones. 
And Kevin Spacey is too. Check out Hurley Burley. Meg Ryan gives a notable performance as well. You go, Meg Ryan? Oh, Meg Ryan can act, by the way. She is good. Very good. And uh, although this episode is probably going to be three hours, it's not. We got to talk about his most important role in biggest film. American Beauty, 1999. It changed my life. The movie changed my life. (laughs) This role, his acting, changed my life. And it doesn't happen often to me. A movie like that. It came out when I studied acting in New York. Right in the middle of it. What a special way, uh, a special time to sort of see this performance. Um... It was important to me. And it was written by Alan Ball. Brilliant writer. And we actually try to get Alan Ball to uh, watch our production in New York. We did one of his plays in New York. I, I sort of produced it. And I picked the director. I acted in it as well. And we called up Alan Ball. He was busy. <laughs> we tried. That would have been cool. He's an interesting guy. Great writer. American Beauty, 1999. I think this film is like a poem. That's how brilliant of a writer Alan Ball is, where things flow so that I consider it a work of art in itself, like a poem, like Shakespeare, but done in a contemporary way. What a movie! What a film! It was directed by Sam Mendes. And Mendes told Spacey, you have to do this film. And right away, just like he did with LA Confidential, he worked with Mendes. They worked together to do it right. And they did. They spent countless days, weeks, working on the script. Working on Kevin's character. He's the main character. They wanted to do it right. And rumor has it that Sam Mendes, as the director of this film, fucked up the very first day of shooting. The first day of shooting was the drive through scene. And I love this. You think to yourself, when you're filming a movie, you start from the beginning and you go all the way to the end. But that's not the case most of the time. They start in very strange places and they go out of sequence. How hard it is for an actor. Okay, you're doing something in the script that's like halfway through the movie. How are you supposed to do that and have it make sense? I give so much respect to actors in film. I've never been in a film. And and being a lead role in a film where you have to carry it, do it right, and you start off in the middle, in the middle of the script. (laughs) How the hell do you do that? But getting back to the fact that Mendez fucked up. The drive through scene, what it, it just didn't work. It was shitty. And Mendez was like, I got to scratch the first day. This isn't good. The producers are going to be pissed. They were. But Sam felt, I got to do this for me. If this movie's going to succeed, I got to feel good about, about it from the very start. Scratched the first day. And redid it the right way. 
and it clicked. Folks, American Beauty is a classic. And look at the content. Some 43-year-old guy, right? Pathetic, nothing in his life worth, uh, you know, being excited about. (laughs) And falls for a teenager, some blonde, cute teenager. What, 16 years old? Maybe 17? That's the movie. His journey, going from being pathetic to having passionate about something. You know, having a goal. And his goal was to bed this teenager. That's the movie. Oh boy. But it was a good one. Kevin used a slow progression in becoming Lester. He took his time with Lester's emotion and spirituality. He did. There was a lot of rehearsal on the set. And from my research, Kevin is a big fan of rehearsal. I would be too. I mean, there's nothing bad that can come out of rehearsing. I mean, it just makes sense to me. People might see it as, I want to be spontaneous. Because if you keep rehearsing and rehearsing and rehearsing, it sort of feels like you're just tying your shoe. But if you do it right, and you rehearse in the right way, it'll be different every time. Rehearsing is a good thing. Mendez, the director, allowed all of the actors to be open about personal stuff on set. Dangerous, but sometimes works well for the film. And you have to give high respect to this actress, Annette Benning. What a performance by Annette Benning. When you see American Beauty, boy, did she act her fucking ass off in that movie. Annette Benning. Notable, notable. No doubt. Spacey loves politics. He's a big Democrat. And I also, in the past, have stated he's friends with the Clintons. Kevin Spacey, as an actor, makes the hair on my neck stand up. That's the kind of actor he is. He's amazing. He gets it. He's gotten it for years. He made a commitment to be an actor. He went out there. He did it. For that, I give props. He works hard at his craft. It can't be disputed. It can't be denied. He gave this bit of acting advice. Quote, What would I have done in a certain situation? And this is in regards to acting. And he says, I make choices I can understand. That's some great advice by Kevin Spacey as an actor. And I will never, ever question (laughs) Kevin Spacey in regards to being an actor. Okay? He will forget more than I'll ever know. He also makes this point about acting. You must make moral choices. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. How interesting to say that. Because I believe he makes moral choices in his acting. 
But outside of that, no, not at all. Before I end this episode, this journey, this Kevin Spacey odyssey, I must point out other films I didn't highlight briefly. Working Girl. See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Dad. A film he did with Jack Lemmon in a very touching film. I recommend that one, Dad. Here's another one, The Ref. Didn't bring this one up, but it's a holiday movie. It's actually funny. It's got Dennis Leary in it. If you're a Dennis Leary fan, I recommend The Ref. Watch it next Christmas. <laughs> it's not bad. Oh my God, this one. This movie, oh boy. If you've never seen Swimming with Sharks. Okay, this movie's called Swimming with Sharks. Kevin Spacey plays a film producer. A cocky, aggressive, disturbed, just asshole film producer. And ladies and gentlemen, you get a look into a brief look into the window of the entertainment business and how things go and how Kevin Spacey, I think, is in real life. He would have made a perfect film producer. He axes ass off, just like he always does. But this one really true to life. Give a look at Swimming with Sharks And I guarantee you, when you watch that performance, most of that is Kevin Spacey. I think it's a brilliant film. Brilliant. Swimming with Sharks. A gem. Outbreak, he did. Seven. Didn't bring that one up. Seven, he plays the uh, killer. Hell of a last scene he has with Brad Pitt. Back of the car, right? The Negotiator with Sam Jackson. The Big Kahuna. The Big Kahuna is a film I put in from time to time. When you want to watch just amazing acting, Danny DeVito is in it. And Kevin Spacey gives great moments in The Big Kahuna. Uh, There's actually a moment where you can see him go somewhere uh, emotionally. And you can see his shoulders like just drop. And he's very vulnerable in this one. The big kahuna. You see a side of space you don't usually see. Very touching performance. Very underrated performance by Mr. Spacey. He always gives great ones. (laughs) Just like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Great comparison there. Uh, Like Hoffman never gave a bad performance. Spacey never did. Pay it forward. Uh, I liked it. I think it was a bit overrated. Pay it forward. This one isn't. K-Pax. The alien movie? Oh, I I don't care. There have been people that have dogged this movie. Fuck you. K-Pax is good. Interesting. I I thought it was brilliant. Shipping news. Eh. (laughs) Life of David Gale. Worth a watch. Slow moving in the beginning. David Gale. Worth a watch. Beyond the Sea. And 21. Didn't like 21. Thought it was garbage. 
don't even know why I had it in there. What a journey, folks. Thank you for being on this journey with me. A roller coaster ride of emotions. And once again, I apologize for my vulgarity, my attitude, my negativity. I went there. I did. And for that, I guess I'm not going to apologize. Uh, showing emotion. I, um, there's nothing wrong with that. I've come to the conclusion that in my life, I refuse to hide. I'm getting older. I'm shedding things in my life, uh, the fears, because they're just, it's crap. I'm, I'm tired of being afraid. Um, I feel that uh, life is too short, um, and I'm going to try to be a, just a little bit more open, okay, and not hiding things. So if emotion comes out of me, that's me now. And uh, I hope some of you enjoy that aspect of the show. It's a part of the show. You get to see who I really am. Um, leave comments about the show. Support the show on my website, theactorsroom.lipson.com. Looking to do future projects that aren't controversial. Because uh, I, if I keep doing like back-to-back episodes where there's garbage and I get upset, um, it's not good for my psyche, my well-being. Uh, I like going there. Not only is it fun, it's interesting. But it could be damaging. Yeah. Not only to me, but to you. Those of you who listen to my show, I don't want to damage anyone. Uh, I just like doing a podcast. I enjoy it. Uh, I missed last week because I just had some stuff going on. And the, the last one I did, it was, it was bad. <laughs> I'm like, should I put it out? It was just bad. And there you go. I will skip a week from time to time. And I will. I hope all of you out there are doing good. I'm doing great. I got a lot of stuff done this past week. I just did. It's been stressful, but a lot's been done. And I hope that your life is a life that's filled with no regrets and filled with art. Where you're at a certain point in your life or your day. You take time to enjoy life. Have a drink. Okay? Have some goodies like chocolate. You know, if you can't have chocolate, I'm sorry. But find something that, you know, you treat yourself. You deserve it. You do. And like I said, life is way too short. And I think I've said this before. Maybe that's why I get so upset sometimes. Um... When you see hurt happening, it should affect you. And it affects me. So if you feel that maybe I'm being a little too emotional, um, maybe I am. But that's me. And I hope you continue listening to the actor's room. I was hard on Mr. Spacey. Very, very hard. But I think he deserves that harshness. But the things he's done. And for not being sorry about him. That goes a long way with me. Okay. We all make mistakes. Okay. (laughs) I've made plenty. And I have been sorry for each and every one of them. I am. I'm deeply sorry for every single one of them. I make daily mistakes. 
But I take time to step back and go, oh boy, I fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Wow. Boy, I'm just spewing out stuff. Therapy. This show is like therapy. It's like the microphone is my therapist. This imaginary person. The microphone. And here I am. In the actor's room, my name is Jeff Tarowski. Long episode. Kevin Spacey, you are done. Thank the Lord. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great day. Have a great night. See that movie. Enjoy it. Enjoy life. God bless you. Have a good one.